Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, welcome to this week's episode. I am doing a more of an update style episode this week because it feels like quite a while since you and I had a chat. I was checking my podcast calendar and it's been six weeks since I recorded the Ask Me Anything episode about our Spain move and it honestly feels like a lifetime ago since I recorded that episode. So yeah, I wanted to have a bit of a chat this week, update you on you know how the transition is going with the move to Spain. I've had lots of questions about that from mentees and for my brilliant community and also want to give you an update on my bold darling launch so if you've been listening to the show for the last few weeks you will know that I was in full launch mode in March and want to give you the the headline kind of update on how the launch went and biggest learnings from it and also yeah just to see some upcoming plans for the business as well just to start kind of getting excited about them as well so yeah first of all let's talk about the Spain move so it's been two months last Monday since we moved here and it has just felt like a whirlwind. I messaged Jules, one of my besties, yesterday and I said, I just feel like I've been in a blender for three months. <laughs> it was a pretty brutal image, but that's honestly what it has felt like. It's just been, yeah, full on. The first week we were here, it was like the whole, I think that's when I recorded the episode. Would that be right? No, it was a couple of weeks in. And yeah, it was just the whole excitement and we're here and the novelty and all the things. And then the second week we were here, my mom and my sister and my sister's three kids came, which was so lovely to see them. It was also just really intense because Wade and I were just still kind of frantically trying to sort out all the bureaucracy and the admin, obviously trying to spend time with them, five kids in the house. It was yeah hectic. And then they went back home to Ireland and we were like, okay, this is our week now to get in a routine, find our structure. And we had almost a week. They left on the Monday. And then the Friday after that Monday, Lexi came home from school with a fever and was quite sick. And then Wade got sick and then I got sick and then Wilder got sick. So it turns out we all had influenza B and I was really sick, like (laughs) the sickest I have ever been more than COVID, more than influenza A last year. I was really on my back with it. And yeah, (laughs) I've never had the experience where I need to go to the doctor because I just said to Wade, this is not right. Like I do not feel okay. And he made a doctor's appointment for me. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're on the sofa in bed and just the physical effort required to get yourself up dressed wash your face brush your teeth and get in a car and drive to a doctor's surgery like as in we drove me but even at that I was just like I can't like I can't it was awful so yeah really 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 sick and kind of got over the physical symptoms but just felt 
shagged like so wiped after it and and obviously then Wilder Wilder started getting it then as well we were meant to go back to Ireland for Paddy's Day for our first Irish Paddy's Day as a family and it was the Monday we were meant to fly on the Tuesday and Monday I just called my mom my sister and I was like we can't we can't travel Wilder had just kind of the, the flu had just started hitting him at that point as well so yeah we had to move our trip to Easter instead and I just couldn't work. I would sit at my desk and just couldn't focus. But I'll talk more about that later on in this chatty update episode. So yeah, so we were all quite sick and then pretty much came straight out of sick into launch, which is if anyone has launched, you will know it's a very intense experience. And then we went back, we finished, I closed doors for Bull Darling on the Tuesday and we were on a plane back to Ireland on the Thursday and had 10 days back in Ireland for Easter, which was beautiful. And then back to Spain this week. So yeah, it's just felt like a whirlwind <laughs> over the last few months. It's been nuts. And yeah, just the, I feel like I got the flu, physical symptoms, awful. And then that coincided and Wade had said this to me. He went to boarding school for high school. And he had said to me that it's all really exciting for the first two, three weeks of high school or boarding school. And he said, after week three, you kind of go, oh, this is it now. And he said, that's the real shit period. And he just said, I just want to let you know that that's what I experienced. Most of my friends experienced the same. I've seen so many people experience it. I just want to say that to you. And I was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. And then week three coincided with me being in like my first recovery week after the flu. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. I felt so homesick for Australia, would just cry the drop of a hat about anything that I was missing from Australia. I went and did a trial class at a gym and it was like a hit class and it was fine. Like the instructor was awesome. There was about 30 people in class. It was all done outside on like a rooftop terrace where you could see the ocean from both sides. It was amazing. But I just cried for the first 15 minutes because I just missed my gym <laughs> and my yoga studio in Australia so much. I'm sure the instructor was like, who is this absolute lunatic coming in to my hit class so yeah just really homesick for everything like my friends our house just people speaking English around us yeah all the things and I think that also coincided with some real overwhelm about the things that needed to be done the bureaucracy and dealing with Spanish bureaucracy has just been next level for example there's an NIE number that you need in order to pretty much exist like even to get the little ticket to say you're waiting at the bank, you need your NIE number to do that, to order stuff online, to get any kind of finance. Like we've leased a car here as kind of a temporary measure. We need an NIE number to do that. And it was so difficult to get those appointments. We finally engaged someone to manage it for us and got it sorted, but it's really intense. Like opening bank accounts has been really intense. We've gone with apparently the best online bank in Spain. And I'm just like, this is really not amazing. I've had so many issues with the banking. So yeah, there's just been a lot of admin. And then the kids are at the same school. So Wilder's in the little, little baby group and Lexi's in the primary school. So just being a lot of kind of school admin to get our heads around, you know, the, the kind of the uniform and what they need to bring on what days and kind of just getting our head around the etiquette of the school, sorting out a car and finding a gym. So Wade was really proactive with his gym and getting that sorted. He's found his gym, he's found his jujitsu gym. But for me, that was a real... I still can't really understand why I found that really, really overwhelming. I think just trying to find the right gym do the research on the classes, you know, go along and check them out. I was just like, oh my God, this is just, it was the biggest thing that was stressing me out randomly was joining a gym. And then I ended up finding one. I found a PT there. So I've been working with him twice a week, which has been amazing. And interestingly, finding the gym and going for that first PT class with him or session with him 
was a real turning point. I think it's given me structure, discipline. It's also given me somewhere to go outside of our house. Like it's kind of my place to go, if that makes sense. And also it's human contact. So my PT is French. And so he trains me in French, English and Spanish, which is hilarious. And he's an older guy. It's not like, you know, we're going to be besties, but just to have someone to chat to twice a week has been really, really nice. And everyone's really friendly at the gym. So it's, you know, hola, buenas to everyone at the gym, which has been really, really nice as well. They also do yoga there. So I've been doing yoga on a Tuesday evening. And the yoga instructor just told me last night that they are planning, like, it's like, sounds like a sound healing meditation yin day at the gym. So I'm like, yes, perfect. I will go there. That would be a really good opportunity to meet people. And then yet friends has been kind of the big gap because it's just been so full on that I haven't prioritized trying to make friends I've made connections with a few of the moms at school which has been really nice and then it's kind of been on my list to say okay now that we're back from Ireland arrange a walk or arrange a dinner or a coffee or something like that just to, to have some social hangs and start to build that friends network and I'm just feeling really lazy about it I was chatting to one of my friends back in Ireland last week who moved from London back home to Dublin and she's been back five years and I was saying to her like I just feel really lazy like I just want my own friends like I just want to copy and paste my Sydney besties and drop Stace there and just go for a walk and not have to start all over again with someone and my friend really got it she's like yeah I get it I totally get it and she said the challenging thing then as well is that you put all the effort into this friendship and you build this really beautiful bond and then that person can then move on anyway or else you move on so I was just going, oh my God, this all sounds very stressful. So, but yes, that is definitely on the radar going forward is to really, really make that those friendships. And as I was saying to my friend in Dublin last week, I think even if I can catch up with like my real longtime friends in Dublin every now and then when I'm back and then catch up with friends around Europe. So I've got a friend in Portugal. I've got a friend who's moving to Spain in July. I've got a friend in Amsterdam, you know, just putting in the effort and getting to have some time with them. And then if I've got, I call them my companions. If I just have a couple of companions in Spain that I can go for a walk with or a coffee, then that would be really good. And the other thing that's going really well, the kids are settling really well. Lexi is loving her school. She is just, it's quite a long school day. Like she starts at, the kids arrive between quarter to nine and 9 a.m. in the morning. And then they finish at 10 past four. So that's quite a long school day. That's five days a week. There's no half days. So I was worried about just her energy and her being exhausted from such a long school day. And we drive to school now, whereas before we was a 10 minute walk away in Sydney. But she's loving it. She comes home so energized. She bounces out of bed and into her uniform in the morning. It's been really, really cool. Her reading and writing have just been the level of growth in that sense for her has been incredible. She's made little friends. She's the only Aussie. We haven't met any other Aussies yet at the school. And it's a pretty big school. It's like the nursery classes, it's primary and it's high school. So it's a pretty, pretty huge school. But uh, yeah, met yet to meet some Aussies. But her class is made up of, it seems, mostly Spanish, and uh, Ukrainian, Russian, and Estonian, and Polish yeah, half Polish, half Indian. So yeah, it's kind of like the UN <laughs> in her class. So Anne Wilder settled in really well as well. It took him a while to get used to the daycare and the kind of just the setup and all the things, but he seems to be really enjoying it now. He's really happy to be dropped off in the morning. And the one drop off is game changing. Like just putting them to a car once, getting out of the car once, picking them up once. It is great really really good and the other thing that's been slowly getting sorted is just home support so that was a big land for us arriving over here because we had like a little rolodex of maybe five or six nannies or babysitters that we could call if we wanted to go out for the night we had our cleaners who we'd had for 
Jesus, five years probably, even longer. So we just had the home help sorted. So just to start from scratch again was challenging. We've got a beautiful cleaner. She comes every two weeks. And we've also just found a nanny slash babysitter. So she is going to be helping us a couple of mornings a week and also like a date night at the weekend as well. And she seems great. Just someone, you know, when you find someone who's just really proactive. So she folded laundry on her first night with us. She did a stack of washing up because the dishwasher hadn't washed properly on her second day with us. She prepared our dinner for us yesterday morning when she was here. So yeah, that feels really good just to have that kind of home support sorted because as I said, that was something that I only realized when we got here, how well set up that was in Australia. And the home, our house is absolutely beautiful. We were using the heating for the first month. It was quite chilly, particularly in the mornings and probably two months. I don't know. No, first month we're using the heating. We haven't had the heating on now for about probably month, six weeks. So definitely starting to feel kind of the summer vibes coming. Haven't got into the pool yet, but we think that's going to happen this weekend. And really just starting to see the potential for the outdoor space as well, because we arrived in winter, we've kind of just been contained to inside the house. So yeah, just excited to eat dinners outside. We want to set up at one end of the house. It's a plain wall. I don't think there's any, no, there's no windows in the end of the house. So we want to set up an outdoor projector so we can set up like a little outdoor movie theater and like stretch out on sun lounges and have like our movie outside at night. Oh, so fun. So fun. So yeah, really starting to just kind of sense that summer is on its way here, which has been really, really good. And yeah, I guess this week feels like really probably like that first normal week because yeah, post flu launch, all the things, it just felt very disrupted and just very, how can I describe it? Just very grindy, if that makes sense, like nothing was flowing. And it feels like this week that that flow is starting to kick in, that routine is starting to kick in. And something that has been, was kind of worrying me was that, will I be able to work in Spain? And I know that might sound batshit crazy, but you're so used to coming to places like this and just relaxing and switching off. And that's definitely how it felt for the first two weeks. And then I was into launch mode, which requires a huge amount of proactive work. And I did long hours on that launch. And then this week I was like, okay, well, I haven't got like the urgency of the launch behind me. Will I be able to focus and be disciplined and actually be productive here? And I had my first proper work day post Ireland and post launch yesterday and just got into such a beautiful state of flow in a way that I haven't been for months. So just felt really encouraging and motivating that I can access that level of flow in this house. I'm hoping that makes sense. (laughs) So yeah, this week feels like the kind of first normal week. And I've even noticed it with what I'm eating because I think I was like holiday eating for the first couple of months here, like having my little kind of sweet treat at three o'clock and like pastry and bread. Oh my God, the bread here. I've just been smashing. I'm pretty much going to turn into gluten (laughs) at the rate I've been going. So yeah, this week just felt like a bit of a clean, a bit of a reset. I haven't had sugar for a few days. I've been very, very low on the gluten. So yeah, even just that, I think just little things like that makes me feel like, okay, starting to feel a bit more settled. I posted some Insta stories today from my supermarket shop, just like a few of the little things that I love about Spain supermarkets. And one of my longtime followers replied, Vanessa, and she said, you look really relaxed. And I said, she's like, it's like you're really settling in. And I said, you know what? I think this week we might be. I feel like it's finally starting to, it's like a snow globe, you know, it's been shaken up so hard and then slowly, 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 flake by flake, it's starting to settle and starting to feel more settled, which is awesome. And the really exciting thing is all our travel has started all kicking off. So we obviously went to Ireland last week and Wade and I are going to Marrakech. 
Marrakesh next week. My parents are flying over from Dublin to look after the kids. We're going to Marrakesh. So we're going to have a few nights in Marrakesh. Then we're doing, is it two nights? Yeah, three day, two night tour where we're just going to be on the road checking out all the, the sites. We're going to be staying in the desert and a camp seeing the atlas mountains yes i think and i haven't done a huge amount of research so i just picked a really well-reviewed tour operator and said just show me what we need to see and then we're back to marrakesh for another couple of days and then back to spain as well so that's really exciting we haven't had a holiday like that together for five years so yeah maybe this is our thing every five years we have a holiday (laughs) just the two of us so yeah that's so exciting and i'm going to go visit my friend in lisbon at the end of may and then i'm taking lexi to paris for a few nights just before her birthday in june and then we're going to do a big euro road trip over kind of second half of july and and early August. So yeah, hopefully we just need to plan our route and the budget and all the things. But plan is to drive up through Spain and into Italy, up to Switzerland, get the car ferry from France over to Dublin, have some time in Dublin, and then come back then back to Spain in time for school going back and all the things in September. So yeah, that feels, I mean, a huge motivator for making this move was to really see Spain as that base for us to go and do some travel as a family. So yeah, it's really exciting that that's all starting to kick off, which is really, really cool. Okay, now I wanted to tell you about my launch because as you know, if you've listened for a while, I like to do kind of debriefs on my launches because I love figuring shit out and passing it back on to my mentees and also obviously to a much less, less detailed degree on the show as well. So the launch was intense in a word. And I think that's for probably one overriding reason was I just didn't go into it prepared. And I actually pushed the launch back a week because I was still feeling really sick and really, really, really low energy. As I was mentioned earlier in this episode, I would sit there at my desk and just look into space, which is, oh, not me, like the queen of getting shit done. It was really, really distressing, honestly, just to sit there and waste hours not actually getting anything done, especially when I knew that some really big deadlines were coming up, i.e. the launch. So I reached out to my kinesiologist, Jackie, and had two really intense sessions with her. I think I saw her on a Friday and a Monday, which is the closest together I've ever seen her. And she just smashed me just around, as in in a good way, just getting rid of all that kind of negativity, that heaviness, and really reprogramming me to be a lot more productive in my power, like to feel that I could actually get stuff done. So that was a game changer, thank God, because yeah, (laughs) it all would have went to shit if I didn't get out of that state. So with the launch for Bold Darling this time, so just sorry, if you're not aware, Bold Darling is my ongoing membership program for female entrepreneurs. So it's all about how to grow your business without sacrificing yourself at the altar in order to do that. So it's built across, I guess, three major benefits. One is the support from me and the group. Two is the structure around the quarterly planning days and the structured curriculum that we follow. So we've got a monthly theme each month. This month, April is systems and organization. And also that real, I guess, sense of, yeah, just having the opportunity to work on your business and having that strategy input from me as well and and the expert speakers. So that's the Bill Darling model. I open it twice a year. I opened it three times last year because it was year one. And then I opened doors in March this year. So this was my fourth launch essentially for Bill Darling. As I said, did not go into a prepared. It all felt quite reactive. And I think it's one of those things where like you start, like I announced the show up. So how I did the launch this time is a three-day free personal brand experience where I stepped the group through three of the core pillars of building your personal brand. So they were strategy was day one, content was day two, and mindset was day three. 
if you missed the show up and me talking about it, I actually put it up as three podcast episodes, as bonus episodes. So if you just look back a couple of episodes, they're all there if you want to kind of catch up on what went down with that. So yeah, it was a three-day show up experience. And then from there, then I opened doors to Bold Darling and doors were open for, it's the shortest cart open that I've done. So I opened on a... Wednesday and closed on a Tuesday. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I opened on day one of the show up. So yeah, it was a very, very short card open. And as I said, I decided to move the launch back a week because I was just not in a place to do it. I remember Wade coming up and talking to me in my office one day and I was sitting there staring to space and I was just, just said to him, I said, I can't do this launch next week. Like I cannot. And I sat there and just worked out the dates and how I'd manage it and managed to make it happen a week later. But I needed that week. Like I, I don't think I would have been able to actually do the launch at all if I had to try to do it at the original timing. So the numbers were great. Had a 508 people register for the show up, which I was really, really thrilled about. That was less, I think from memory, we had 580 or 560 on the glow up, which is the first kind of three day experience I did in October last year. And however, I know that a lot of people who signed up for the glow up weren't business owners, which is completely fine. But realistically, they weren't going to become bold darling members because it's you know, it's just not appropriate for them where they are right now in their journey. So the show up was very much more marketed to and aimed at business owners. So I think while the numbers were less, it was more of the right inverted commas people, if that makes sense. People who would be potentially in a position to sign up for Bull Darling. So yeah, it went really well. Day one, I had the biggest number live that I've ever had. I had, I think, 92 people live. And when I saw that I went to people, I was like, oh my God, we're having a personal best here together. It was so exciting. And day two then was pre-recorded. And that was just kind of working around commitments that I already had with mentees in my calendar. I think in retrospect, it would have been better if it was live. I think it would have kept that awesome momentum of the live from day one. And then day three then was a live session again. A couple of changes that we made this time around for the launch. We didn't do an application process, which is what we've always done for Bulldog. Instead, people could sign up straight away. We obviously asked them to fill out an onboarding form so we could just know that we could still have almost like that checks and balance that if someone was not appropriate for the group that we could act on it pretty quickly. But thankfully, that didn't happen. So yeah, we went straight from application to sign up, which was a really positive move. And that was... Sam, my operations manager's idea. And the other thing was we just streamlined that sign-up process so people could just see the contract on screen. We didn't have to worry about DocuSign links, all that kind of thing. So the way we did it was that they saw it on screen and we basically said, by clicking submit, you accept these T's and C's. So that was just little things like that really streamlined the onboarding experience, the sign-up experience. The other thing we did as well is in the past, there has only been two payment options for Bold Darling. So option one is a monthly payment plan and option two is paying upfront for one month. Or sorry, paying upfront one year. So correction, 12 months upfront. And then this time, I just kind of felt like it'd be nice to add like a third option into the mix. So we had the monthly payment plan. I also added a six month upfront payment option and then a 12 month upfront payment option. And that turned out to be a really, really good move. And I'll tell you why in a second. So in terms of results, so in terms of actual numbers of bold people who signed up for Bold Darling, there was 60% of the number that signed up in the previous launch for Bold Darling. So back in October, 2022. However, this is what was really interesting. 50% of those people who signed up this time around in March signed up for either the six month or the 12 month. 
so 50, 50%, whereas in past launches, that's around 12% of people will sign or pay upfront. So it's an interesting one. It was obviously less numbers, but actually way less risk, if that makes sense. Because of course, with a monthly payment plan, people have the opportunity to leave before six or 12 months. So and I was messaging my friend Stace about, you know, how the launch had gone. And she said, babe, I think that's awesome. You know, given the economic climate that we're in, she said, I think that is so good that you've had that result. And, and I fully agree with her. I feel like it's really, it's a really steady result. If that makes sense. It's a very solid result. And the women who've come in, oh my gosh, the welcome session. So we have a welcome session the day after cart closes. And so many of them showed up live already. Like some of them had only signed up the previous day. One woman just kind of slipped in overnight and she was on the welcome session at 2 p.m. the next day. So impressed. She also made the very next day, it was a very big bull darling <laughs> month in, in April. The very next day, we had a quarterly planning day, which is four and a half hours live as a group together. She was on that as well. Shout out to you, Beth. You're amazing. So impressed. Cred to you that the women who've come in are just. I feel like every single intake, the group gets even more exciting and motivated and all the things. And yeah, this group is incredible. I'm so happy to have them in there. And then the other thing, which has been really awesome and was actually something I was very nervous about, was that because Bold Darling members had come in in April last year, the founding members, so people who were there since day one, were coming up for their renewals. And I just felt really nervous about that. I was like, oh, I really want people to stay. And so many people have stayed, which is great. And they've actually chosen to pay up front as well, which has been so validating and so encouraging and just makes my heart happy. You know, the people are continuing to trust me and, and want to stay in the Bold Darling experience. It's been really, really special. So yeah, that was the kind of the launch debrief, very, very top line. And yeah, as I said, I just love passing back any of these learnings, little nuggets that I'm finding out as I go through these launches and business more broadly as well. So upcoming plans for the business. So I was actually planning on creating a standalone program mid-year, which was from day one, I was thinking from, as in late last year, I said, I want that to be about personal brands specifically. So I kind of had a double agenda for the show up because I wanted, of course, to launch Bull Darling and, and bring brilliant members in, which I've done. Yay. But the second thing I wanted to do was just test the appetite for personal brand content, because obviously my business is a personal brand business. And it's quite a, I guess it's a very unique business model in a way. And it's got its very unique set of challenges and opportunities that it brings with it. However, it's also a really challenging business model and it's also quite a common business model because really, if you think about it, a personal brand business is anyone selling their IP. So that could be from florists to acupuncturists, to financial planners, to architects, to interior designers. It's really, really broad. So I kind of had that on the back burner and said, I'm just going to see how the show up goes. And if there's appetite for that content, then I'll press go on the program in a few months time. But it was so clear to me, particularly in that first live session, just the diversity of different businesses that were attracted to that show up because they have a personal brand business and because they want to grow it. And I think, of course, the show up was focused on helping you grow your profile almost. But I think there's a whole <laughs> a whole journey to be experienced, which is on the actual business end of a personal brand business as well. So I kind of I actually made a call the week cart closed and I said I actually am going to bring this program forward. I'm going to make it happen sooner rather later because there were so many brilliant business owners in the show up and for whatever reason, Bull Darling wasn't appropriate to them. And obviously only an element of the Bull Darling model is 
brand and personal brand and influence. So we've had two months, for example, that we've touched on that over the last six months. However, it's not the core kind of bread and butter of Bold Darling. So I'm creating something specifically for personal brand businesses. And I'm really excited to create that. I've got a masterclass that's happening next Wednesday. I'll pop all the details in the show notes. It's happening at two o'clock on Wednesday, 26th of April. And that is a free masterclass called Brand You. And it's the five key steps that you must take in order to grow a successful and effective personal brand business. So that's happening next Wednesday. As I said, I'll pop all the deets for that in the show notes. And if you just want to find the information Now it's LorraineMurphy.com.au and you'll just find the masterclass on there. So yeah, I'm really excited to create that. And I was kind of telling myself, Lorraine, should you really be creating anything new? Because you you just did Bold Darling last year. And, but I feel like Bold Darling's established now. Of course, there's still so much more I want to do with it and with the group, but I feel like that innovation, that initial kind of spike of innovation, it's been created. It's established. It's got brilliant brand recognition brilliant group in there. So I think, yeah, I've actually been really enjoying creating something new again over over the last few weeks. So I'm calling it a secret launch. It's going to be really quite low key. If you're part of the show up, you'll be hearing from me on it, but I'm just very conscious that I have just launched Bold Darling. So I'm just trying to I don't want to saturate my audience with another full-scale launch. So it's just going to be very low-key. I'm playing with a couple of different elements on it just to try different things as part of launching. And it's really nice to have an offer that I'm really excited by. And, but at the same time, not to have this huge attachment to an outcome on it because I have just launched Bell Darling. The revenue is really, really strong in the business at the moment, which is awesome. So yeah, it's just a really nice, sweet spot to be in where I've got something I'm really proud of and I cannot wait to bring into the world over the next couple of weeks. But at the same time, I'm not attached to the revenue outcome on it. Of course, I've got a target, but it's not do or die, if that makes sense. So yeah, it just feels really, really good to be doing that. So yes, stay tuned. Masterclass happening next Wednesday on that. And the other thing I've just started to think about is retreats. So I really wanted to host more retreats this year. And I was thinking about hosting a couple and I just said, Lorraine, you're moving country. Just give these retreats their best chance to shine and give it some space. So I said, I'm just going to settle in 2023. And in 2024, there's two different retreats that I want to host. So different locations, but also very different, very different experiences and very different intentions behind them, the intentions for the people that come and join those retreats with me. So yeah, I'm like, I'm tapping my fingers here. I'm so excited to get them moving. Okay. That is my update for you. As I said, this was very much a chatty catch up because I like doing these every now and then just to stay in touch and have more of an informal chat with you. And I've really, really enjoyed this one-way chat. As always, if you've got any feedback or thoughts on episodes, please do hit me up on Insta at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. Love hearing from you. And yeah, sending all the love. I will be back again with a brilliant guest next week on the show. And yeah, hopefully see you on the Branding You Masterclass next week. Please do remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever have to miss an episode. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, and requests for future topics on what I share here on the show. So please do reach out via my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au or connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. I would also love if you could rate and review the podcast as it helps even more brilliant listeners like you find the show. Thank you so much again for listening this week. Thank you.